Um, so welcome to the Learning from Leaders podcast. This podcast will give you the clarity and confidence to take control of your career. Whether you're an aspiring leader, returning to the workplace, or already in a leadership role, this podcast is for you. We shine a light on the stories of inspiring leaders as they share what it really takes to be successful. And today I'll be chatting to Toby Asari. So Toby is a successful career exec in the information industry and just about to embark on a new chapter in the corporate world. She's also founder of My Bump Pay, a community that's helping women smash the glass ceiling with a baby on the way and beyond. So having set up the community in October 2018, she already has over 16,000 followers on Instagram and she provides helpful content to help women who are mums or want to start a family thrive both at work and in life. She has two children, a successful corporate career. She's an entrepreneur and speaker and also a real housewives addict. She loves fashion and used to blog about it, I think about 12 years ago now. And I think it's a great privilege to have her on the first Learning From Leaders podcast. So Toby, maybe you could just explain how we met, if that's okay. Absolutely. Thank you for that wonderful introduction that includes my past, <laughs> present and my future. Um, that was wonderful. Okay. Yes. So we met via the Leaders with Babies podcast. Um, I absolutely love that podcast. It's one of those podcasts I kind of listen to whilst I'm kind of driving on my own because that's the only time I really get by myself. And um, I stumbled across your episode, which I just thought was just so fantastic to hear from your perspective, having worked through, you know, a variety of kind of placements with, with women and across the board. So I was, you know, highly intrigued and, and therefore kind of reached out. And that's where the relationship really begun. Yeah, no, great. And it was really good to get that sort of feedback from you and, and just start, I guess, that relationship and that conversation, mm. and get it going. I think we both share a passion for helping career-focused women. Absolutely. Uh, I, I think I shared on that podcast um, with Leaders with Babies that I've got a you know, a background where I had a hard-working mum, you know, who was often um, holding down two jobs. Mm. Um, she always worked, and I always saw that, and also four sisters, um, and now an incredible wife who's experienced <laughs> the challenges of balancing, you know, having a family and a career. So I think, you know, we just you know, really sort of made a connection. Mm. Um, now, I think the, the next thing I want to get onto is really, you know, who is Toby? And yes. what inspired you to set up My Bump Pay? Absolutely. Thank you. So I starting from who is Toby, as you kind of mentioned, I'm a mum of two. Um, so I gave birth to my first son in 2017 and my daughter in November of 2019. So I had a few months of normality before the world completely turned upside down. Um, and yeah, that is a large part of really what forms and drives what I do right now. And the real catalyst, I guess, was going through my own journey being the first person in my office location to actually go on maternity leave which is a really interesting experience and I felt that in from a kind of administrative perspective everything was absolutely fine but being somebody who has always been very has, has had very lofty goals for myself within and so inside and outside of the workplace these questions kept popping up to the surface of how am I going to keep pushing with my career raise this raise this family obviously alongside my husband take time out to have a baby um how how does it all work 
and these big questions really did surface. I started speaking to lots of friends who were in a similar boat, started to understand how they were going to do it spoke to people who were ahead of me in terms of how they have done it sometimes I even reached out to strangers just to try and grab hold as much information as possible and I realized that all the information is 100% out there but sits in very disparate places and has very different perspectives depending on where how you're looking at it and so I just felt well if I'm not the only person that's in this boat right now there are lots of us who are asking these really big questions why not just pull something together that informs women and parents about how to live your best life within the career space and outside of the career space as you kind of grow your family. And that's absolutely possible. And let's try and unlock ways in which that, you know, is possible and should be possible, but let's do it in a way that's kind of fun, relatable, um, and very tangible and very real as well. Yeah, no, that's, that, that's great. And I'm just, I'm curious as to how, um, you know, what was the initial reaction you know, when you started putting out content mm. and providing some of this advice? How did, how did the community initially respond? Yeah, so initially it was actually very different. It was actually very focused on the money aspects of things, um, which kind of links to the name of my bump pay. Um, mm. So initially it was all around that money aspect because the whole idea was, well, if you have enough information ahead of time around how it kind of impacts your um your career and your life from a financial perspective, you'll be able to make the best decisions possible. And that will impact a number of things as you kind of, you know, grow your family and your career. So initially when I put the idea out there from a financial perspective, people were like, this is brilliant because we're almost lifting the corporate veil. We're almost lifting the secrecy around how maternity pay does exactly work or how parental leave works on a whole. So how does it work for fathers as well? So the initial reaction was really, it was really well received um and the more I kind of went along and started doing it and kind of getting out there and, and doing different engagements around the the content it just transpired that people wanted more um people just wanted a lot more detail and different aspects of this whole area of kind of motherhood or parenting and kind of the career journeys as well so yeah brilliantly received at the beginning and that's how it's kind of evolved really from people just wanting to know and understand and learn more yeah Okay, no, great. And what about your own mindset at the time? So sort of putting yourself out mm. there, obviously with a, you know, with a great sort of goal and cause, if you like, to support others. But yeah, how, how did you feel about that sort of change for you, right, in many ways? Yeah, absolutely. Initially, it was, I, I thought, I'm just going to do it. I'm not necessarily going to make a big song and dance that it's kind of me doing it. Um, but the more I, I did that, I started to realize people just wanted to know more about my journey because I was very much living the journey that they were living. Um, yeah. So people roughly of kind of of my age, maybe living in um, big cities with you know corporate careers in front of, ahead of them, and they probably travelled some some years into that into their corporate journey. Journey, so maybe they're in kind of middle management on their way to senior management or sitting in seat, senior management positions at the moment. So there's a lot that people could identify with. Um, and so the more I started to unpack issues or topics that were related to things that I was going through at that very moment. So, you know, I started it with one child. I now, I now have two. So that journey to becoming yeah. a mother of two has been something that has been um, very much a part of, of my bump pay. And people have really kind of 
shaped that journey as well. So it's been it's been lovely doing it as myself, but um, yeah. I do have wonderful people who kind of support me on an ad hoc basis as well. So it's not it's not just myself, um, but yeah, those people are absolutely amazing and, and help me do what I do every single day. Yeah, no, that's great. And it is a real, it's such a shift, isn't it, when you become a, a, a mother mm. and, you know, such a shift in your life, you know, personally, professionally. And it's that, that transition, which I feel like nobody, yeah, nobody feels that well supported. And, and I guess something like My Bump Pays is just, you know, giving individuals that advice and guidance that they need. To, it's just sharing. It's being a bit of an empath, isn't it? Yes. Like you're not alone. I understand what you're going through. Um, and you know it, it can you know it can be done yeah. right so that that's 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 so beneficial to so many now what about um the key obstacles that women face you know when they're ambitious and trying to achieve their career goals mm. you know, what are they what do you come across so many <laughs> so many mm. i think one of the key things that i that i see a lot is women feeling is that they've built a huge amount of success capital but the minute that they are, you know, maybe pregnant and about to go on maternity leave, there's this feeling that all that success capital that you have built almost just disappears because you're about to step out and take time away from the workforce. And in some many cases it doesn't, and in some cases it 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 does, but not through kind of um, not through intentional that phrase of kind of saying out of sight out of mind because the workplace does move on so quickly in a year's time however long you take out for maternity leave so things just change very very quickly but I think there's that notion that potentially as you step away from the workplace to have a baby your success capital goes along with it Um, and I really like to challenge and encourage women to absolutely not let that happen and to be really proactive in protecting and making your success capital really visible whilst you are still on maternity leave. Um, So that's definitely something that I really do shout about is kind of making sure that you stay and remain visible on um, maternity leave. And then another topic is around, gosh, we could talk about this particular question for a long time, but another Mm -hmm. topic is around sponsorship. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'm not a big believer in having formal sponsored programs or formal sponsorship or mentorship programs to to some extent, because I think, you've got to make sure that you're matched up with, with the right people and it's a it's a symbiotic relationship um but really women having advocates in the decision making room whilst they are on maternity leave I think is absolutely critical there is so much research and there's an organization called Catalyst who did some research in 2011 and it'll be very interesting to see what that research would look like if they were to do it today and it basically says that women start off behind men in their careers and often remain behind men and we think that we know that there are many contributing factors to that and that gap obviously widens potentially as women obviously go off to to have children and the main determinant factor in closing that gap is when a woman has a well-placed sponsor or highly influential um highly influential mentor which is also known as a sponsor so somebody who can essentially advocate for them in their behalf and that sponsor has the ability to sometimes almost eradicate a list or move a woman's name right rightfully so if they're qualified to the top of that list um yeah. and so I really believe in the power of sponsorship and I think I'm just such a big believer in encouraging women where possible to make sure that they have a very well-placed sponsor before they go on maternity leave or before they start a family uh, no I love that I think that's such a big a big factor in anyone's career and I've spent a lot of time with you know, some very successful women 
you know, who've navigated their career through, you know, having family and taking breaks, you know, and that, sometimes that's not just for children, mm. it's for, you know, you know uh, caring, you know, for elderly parents or, you know, a sick partner. And, and yeah, just having that sponsorship, that advocacy when they come back in or, you know, during their career is so, so yeah. important. And what, you know, are there, are there things that you've done or what advice would you give about how you go about almost creating that relationship so you have those sponsors? Yeah, absolutely. I think I've learned from learned from experience. So I was quite fortunate in the company that I used to work for where I reported directly into um, one of the, the senior managers. And so kind of by default, he became my my sponsor because he had direct day-to-day visibility over my work. Um, so that relationship was quite solidified in that sense. But I think I've started to understand the power of also almost gaining sponsorship outside of your, you know, immediate kind of organization. Um, there's a lot of value mm-hmm. in that as well. So you don't know where your next step or your next opportunity is necessarily coming from. Um, and kind of building your, your I guess, your, your profile, your persona outside of your workplace is equally as powerful. So I guess from my experience as well, kind of that sponsorship has been something that's been quite natural. Um, And I also encourage people to do it inside and outside of their organization. But I also encourage women just to ask. Um, I Mm. think a lot of women will message me and say, I'm thinking about making so-and-so my mentor, my sponsor. How do I go about doing it? And I'll often ask them questions about their relationship with that particular individual. And it seems like that is a perfectly placed relationship to have a kind of a bit more formal and I say, you know, you've got all the ingredients in the all the ingredients right there. Then absolutely, just go ahead and ask. It's maybe about how you frame that ask, but if you frame that ask in a really positive way or based on your relationship, absolutely, I don't see any reason why that particular individual should say no. Um, but I was going to also encourage people that it is very much a give and take relationship. Yeah. Make sure whoever you are thinking about potentially being your sponsor, make sure that you have the opportunity to leverage and make um, some strategic pieces of work that they're doing also kind of visible, ideally inside and outside the, the organisation as well. So always remember it's definitely about give and take. Mm. Brilliant, brilliant advice. And, you know, something I also spend a lot of time speaking to people about, and, and it's often overlooked that external sponsorship, mm. that external visibility you know the next job sometimes is going to find you if you have that sponsorship outside of your organization um, and profile and and that, that's a, I guess a little bit around having confidence and mm. feeling comfortable with your success and your ability and we've we've had this conversation before but I think for people that are listening in it'd be you know again I'd love your thoughts on you know do women feel comfortable did you feel comfortable with your success as you were developing your career did you feel like you know, you deserved it. And were you able to sell yourself or was that something you've had to work on? It's definitely something I've had to work on. Absolutely. It's only, I think, kind of now where I have been in this transition phase, as you kind of mentioned at the beginning, kind of moving on to something new within the corporate world, where I've really had to face the facts and the facts of my kind of career journey, at least the highlights. And when I thought about the highlights, I think about them in numerical terms, because that's just the language that businesses understand. Um, And as I sat down to face them in numerical terms, I've actually thought, wow, you've done all of this, um, some a large majority of it before children, some of it whilst having children, 
Um, and I've really thought of myself as somebody who's been able to steer a ship in the right direction for the right commercial outcomes. Once I really looked at that fact, those set of facts, um, it did give me a lot of confidence to say, right, actually, I know that I can do this particular commercial facing role in any particular corporate environment. Um, I just need to make sure that I get in front of the right people. And once I get in front of the right people, I'm pretty sure I can sell myself. Um, but like you say, it really has been a journey. And, and one piece of advice that my previous boss gave me, he said, Toby, you absolutely not cannot internalize your goals. It just doesn't make any sense. You're an incredibly ambitious person, but more than more people need to understand where that ambition comes from, why what that ambition can do for an organization or a team or a particular individual. Um, so yeah, it's absolutely something that I've had to really learn and had to really work on. Um, and also it's been a pleasure to do my bump pay because it's forced me to do something that is very yeah. external and very kind of public facing. And that has yeah. grown wildly beyond my dreams. And that has been brilliant because it's really given me a source of confidence that um, that I'm really proud of because I've created something that has impact and that's always what I've wanted it to do. Mm. No, that's brilliant and I think you know it, it is I think it's a journey that most people go on but certainly through my I know I probably had thousands of career conversations with, with women but it is it's, it's a real challenge in terms of that self-promotion that confidence you know we live in a patriarchal society unfortunately yeah. still right and and you know we all I think as a man you know I feel um well it, you know things are very yeah. easy right just because just because of my gender but I think you know moving forward you know, we are seeing a real shift in people's thinkings uh, uh, thinking and I think with the pandemic particularly people have reflected and they're thinking more about you know culture values and also leadership I think leadership has really taken um, or been exposed um, dramatically mm. during the pandemic and there's been a lot of what were probably viewed as successful leaders prior to the pandemic who are failing, you know, quite mm. dramatically because, you know, it's proving that leadership needs those different skills, that authenticity and, you know, the ability to, to really pay a genuine interest in the individual, that curiosity, that support, that listening, that active listening and, and you know, and, and helping people within your team or the team that you're leading or the business that you're leading. And I just wondered like how, how have you experienced that like during the pandemic and the conversations you've perhaps been having with your community mm. and other people externally what, what are your thoughts on how perhaps leadership is changing and and is that creating opportunities more opportunities hopefully in the future for yeah women? absolutely I've heard some incredible stories of really empathetic leaders um kind of saying look <laughs> this is not easy these are the personal struggles that I'm kind of facing at this particular time maybe to do with homeschooling and and still having to kind of lead big teams or big organizations and so I've seen some really fantastic examples of leaders sharing their own journey and their own experience and it, it, there is so much power in your team or people working beneath you within your organization understanding that I'm not alone um, and it's not I know it sounds mm. so simple but there is just so much power in in doing that in sharing with people that everything is is difficult for everybody rather than almost just sweeping it under the carpet and pretending that it doesn't exist and expecting everybody to carry on as normal because normal just doesn't exist anymore so 
I think those leaders that have really embraced that we've got to be a little bit more flexible, we've got to be a little bit more nimble, we've got to be um, open and listen to what people really need. Those have been the leaders that have thrived. And I think those have been, um, as I kind of speak to the community, women that have been in those environments have really thrived. They felt supported, it's fostered loyalty, they have felt engaged um, and even though the work has been really tough, if they're kind of juggling things like homeschooling and work as well, even though that has been really tough, actually they've probably felt really proud of what they've been able to produce in that particular time. So I've seen some incredible examples of that. And there was one company, I think it was Zurich Insurance, who had a brilliant policy. I don't have the exact details to hand, but it was a brilliant policy around how they were going to pay their parents, um, their working parents, for any time off that they needed to take to deal with kind of caring or caring responsibilities during the pandemic and I think um I don't want don't quote me on this but I think employees can take up to 10 weeks Mm -hmm. paid for example and having this discussion around this particular policy and people were saying I think the leader's name was Keith in that example and people were saying Keith is amazing and has done amazing things for this company and I'm so proud to work for a company like this I'm so proud to work and produce commercial results on a behalf of an organization like this. Um, so I've had many a story like that. Obviously on the flip side, I've had heard um, some nightmare stories, but those are stories that deserve to be celebrated. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's great. And I think we're, we're, we're starting to hear more and more of those stories, which is incredibly mm-hmm. encouraging, right? And that's the world absolutely. we all wanna live in and work in. And, um, so that's, that's really good to hear. And I guess one topic we've talked about a lot and it comes up again and again, um, and I'd welcome your sort of thoughts on imposter mm. syndrome. Yeah. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about that, that in, in terms of considering when you're looking at your career, you know, and what, you know, how much of an impact does imposter syndrome have on, you know, development of ambitious career yeah, focused women? Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I think for me in my career, my professional career, I don't believe imposter syndrome has been that much of a, as something that I've had to kind of grapple with. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe I've been mm. slightly delusional, but I've always kind of thought that I've been incredibly capable of every kind of role and, and position opportunity that I've had. I think when my um, most recent position, I, I came into a really challenging commercial challenge and I was able to turn that around. So that's certainly given me kind of a boost of um, confidence. I think maybe the imposter syndrome maybe comes from potentially um, not my ability to do the work, but my worthiness of maybe being in the room. And I think that's okay. maybe from either being um, a woman potentially, but I think from probably more specifically being a woman woman of color, that's probably something where mm. I think imposter syndrome sits in. So I think maybe I kind of take back my initial statement. It, it's there in a professional sense for me, but I don't think it it comes from my doubting of my ability to, to do something I think it's almost my doubting of my my presence in that room because I feel not very many people in that room actually look like me um so I think it's more yeah. from a personal perspective um and then also with my bump pay I 100% probably face more imposter syndrome there um because it has been something that has followed my journey so at, at, at the very beginning it was all about arming myself with the knowledge and that knowledge has certainly grown the more and more situations mm. I have um, faced personally and the more that I've seen through the journey of my bump pay. And sometimes, you know, at the beginning, I just definitely thought, am I the right person to do this? I'm, I'm going on my journey myself. Um, but that's the beauty of it, is that 
people just want yeah. to see the see the journey and they and they want to see the highs they want to see the lows um and they want to see you work through it so hopefully that they can save themselves from maybe making the same mistakes in the future um but generally imposter syndrome is just one of those things that i think we had this conversation I, in some ways i would love to see the term banned <laughs> because yeah. i feel the more we put that phrase out there almost the way the more women particularly will find ways their mind will find ways to say okay but do you have imposter syndrome okay maybe you do have imposter syndrome in this particular area and then you almost find ways to fall into that trap and I read a quote yesterday um I don't know where this quote comes from or if you kind of said it instead of thinking about it as imposter syndrome why not think about it as the stretch zone and in that stretch zone that's where the growth happens and I just thinking about it like that is so 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 powerful um so yeah imagine if we could flip it on its head and kind of call it your stretch zone yeah no that's great i mean i think you're right i think imposter imposter you know if you're hearing that again and again and again mm. it's not great right it's just that's a little message just <laughs> and it's in in the back of your mind constantly and yeah it's not it's not it's not easy um and let's you know let's let's sort of really yeah. um recognize the fact that a lot of men mm. suffer with imposter syndrome as well and would feel that they're not you know they're not sort of entitled mm. to have a seat at the table or they're feeling a little bit out of their depth and i think that's the big thing isn't it so it's just being able to be able yes. to ask for support and be sort of genuine authentic in the way that you approach your work and your career and and just not being afraid to say look you know sometimes i don't mm. have all the answers but actually what i do have you know what my superpower if you like is i can add a lot of value in these areas and being fully aware of your strengths and i think that's what we're seeing we're slowly starting to see now hopefully is that recognition particularly when we talk about diversity equity and inclusion is just those you know people having different strengths being something bringing something mm. different to the table whether it's you know on a cognitive level or whether it's just from a different socioeconomic background or you know, uh, ethnicity or just, you know, coming from those historically underrepresented groups. I think it's so important that everyone's included in the conversation and that we're having those harder conversations um, to make sure that everyone's learning and we're giving everyone the opportunity to succeed. So I'm, I'm, I'm sort of with you on that. I get that, you know, while imposter as a word doesn't sit particularly well in imposter <laughs> syndrome, it just sounds awful, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> okay, well, look, what, what do you think companies and leaders in those companies, and we've touched on this a little bit already, but what do you think companies and leaders can do better to support ambitious women? really good question. I think there are some leaders and some experiences. When I, I guess when I talk to some of these successful women that are, are kind of many years ahead of me in terms of what has been the defining moments in your career, they look back and they reflect and they say, well, it's because I've had incredible support throughout my journey. Um, if we're talking about motherhood or parenthood, I've had incredible success throughout support throughout my journey as I became a mother. And I've always been supported throughout my maternity leaves. So that support can look very different for each individual and for each organisation. But I think that key word there is support. And it's not um, kind of looking at the situation as something that is a problem. I appreciate it's something that obviously has to be kind of... Um, dealt with and you have to find the solutions for cover whilst that person is out but ultimately see it as that person as an opportunity to really engage and foster loyalty 
and um, foster productivity in that particular individual that that is kind of taking a, a step away from the particular workforce. So the tangible things that can be that can be done. I kind of talked about mentorship and sponsorship beforehand, and I don't necessarily believe it should be a really structured formal program where the company, the organisation, is you because that doesn't always work. I think having something quite um, a natural relationship that forms is is a very positive and helpful thing but maybe encouraging an environment yeah. where mentorship and sponsorship is encouraged um, where you're kind of saying right okay you're going on maternity leave um, have you thought about having a sponsor have you thought about getting a sponsor within your organization somebody who has um, who has some kind of aligned um, priorities with you and somebody who you know could advocate for you whilst you are on maternity leave so I think something like that would be really really encouraging the kind of policy mm. um perspective there's no kind of one size fits all from a policy perspective but i think it's just making sure you have regular policies that you have in place to make sure that they are reflective and they are fair across the board i think we're seeing a lot of kind of larger companies um, some in the FS space as well, who were starting to match their parental leave so that women and men have the equal opportunity to take equal amount of paid time off. Now, I know it's a very new phenomenon, um, but what that does is that yeah. it allows a, um, a partner who's, the not, who's not the birth giving partner to think about their options when it comes to taking time uh, off for a new child. And what that does is it frees a woman up to have more options as to when she would like to return to the workplace or how she would like to manage their, her career. And I think that's extremely, extremely mm. powerful thing to kind of give more power back to, to the woman or, or more options back in the women's hands about how they tackle this big, big transition um, called maternity leave. So from a policy perspective, I'd love to see organizations making sure that they're regularly reviewing their policies to make sure that they're, they're fit for purpose, they're fit for today's society, and they're fit for a world that is more inclusive, a world that is more equitable, and a world that is more diverse. Um, and then also beyond that, I think it's a really great thing to have obviously a good policy. I think that policy has to have the right trickle down effect. There's no point in having, you know, a, a bells and whistles policy if the managers who are implementing that policy don't understand the best ways and aren't armed with the best um, toolkit to actually implement that policy in a way that is actually effective. So I think really good training for senior leadership, middle, middle managers as well, about what that policy really looks like in practice, what the support elements of that policy really looks like in practice. I could go on and talk forever, but those are the really kind of three top, top of mind things that, that um, I could say around kind of supporting women through that transition. Yeah, I, I think that's brilliant. That's, that's so, you know, I hope um, anyone who's a leader, you know, uh, <laughs> working in a business that is you know, just taking note here, because I think that's so important. And yeah, I think that everything, all those points you raised, uh, you know, just increasingly going forward, I think companies that get that right are going to be Absolutely. able to secure some of the best talent, right? And I, and it, and I think one thing I've, I've noticed through, you know, hiring women, um, working with women in the past is that you touched on it, is, is you know, what you get yeah. out, you know, is loyalty, conscientious, you know, the, the work ethic, particularly of working mums, is just incredible. And, you know, I, I had, you know, a business where I had, you know, I was very fortunate to work with some incredible women who, you know, were just so hardworking and we created a very flexible environment where mm. you could bring your whole self to work. 
and and I think that's so important for for companies to to do that um, to to really make sure that they can just just create career paths for women and not react you know when yeah. a, a woman announces that she's pregnant to not react and say okay yeah. what, what the hell are we going to do now but actually to say that's fantastic news right let's put a plan in place how do we keep your career on track how do we support you how do we continue to develop you i can't wait for you to come back in you know if that's something that you want to do can't wait for you to come back into the business Absolutely. and the ground running again and uh, yeah we yeah, think companies just need to be better at it and it is changing it's moving in the right direction can't mm-hmm. happen quick enough i don't think but at least we're, we're, we're heading there now one thing i i, I just really mm. <laughs> i was keen to ask you um is what can and should men be such doing? a good question um i've actually written a piece of content about this i think it was the six things that men can do to help women smash the glass ceiling with the baby on the way and beyond um Number one probably links back to what I just mentioned previously around things around kind of shared parental leave or paternity leave is have a look at your policy as a man. If you are kind of thinking about your career or you are kind of a parent, have a think and have a look about your policy. Don't automatically dismiss it as it's not something that you need to be aware of because it's uh, the woman having the baby and she's the one that's going to take the maternity leave. Have a look and see what you're eligible for. Have that discussion about um, you know, what works for you and your family, what works best, um, what would be best for that, um, your partner and her career. I think the more men that are having conversations around either parental leave, um, paternity leave, sorry, and shared parental leave, the better, because the the uptake of things like shared parental leave is disastrously low, really, really low. And I think that system is fundamentally mm-hmm. flawed anyway, but, but Either way, we have we have a system in place that can be taken advantage of, and the uptake is really low. And I think one of the uptakes reasons why the uptake is low is because of the stigma attached to taking a career break. Um, but it is wonderful to see yeah. men who are having those experiences um, share publicly. So I, I can't remember exactly who, but somebody recently has shared something on LinkedIn. I think the person was a journalist about his experience of shared parental leave and his positive experience of shared parental leave. So sharing and having more positive experiences of um, instances like that is a really, really wonderful thing. Another part of it is mm. to do with, links back to what you just said, um, kind of about kind of your your mindset um, of women in and around you within your organisations, outside of your organisation, kind of taking time off to to have babies. Um, let's not see it as a as a problem or let's not see it as women kind of going off and maybe coming back and are, are less motivated or maybe distracted. Yes, the world has changed 100%, but largely the large majority of the women that I um, speak to come back with a, a renewed, invigorated amount of energy and commitment and drive because the, the stakes of the game have just changed. It's yeah. no longer just about you. It's about you and a family now, or you and, and children, whatever that means. But there's added responsibility. There's more skin in the game. And so often you find that women in the right yeah. environment thrive and they really drive and they really push themselves um, to succeed. And it's it's wonderful to see. I'm very fortunate that my, um, my new boss is a, a CEO of a, a, a large media marketing agency is brilliant just had an incredible career but we really um I really kind of recognize in her somebody who's had children but it's almost like that ignition has been really fired up in terms of how driven and how ambitious she is Mm -hmm. um and she's she's not alone in that there's many many women 
who kind of sit in that in that position. So I think it's also kind of changing the narrative around maternity leave. I actually think maternity leave is a great time for women to really build their skills, really get clear on what they want, yeah, um, and to really drive for for what they want. Actually, so I think also that's another thing that that men can do is also kind of encourage women that this is your this is your time to get really clear on what you want as well and and see maternity mm. leave as actually a really positive for me it's been a step up every single maternity leave has actually been a step up a, a step into something new bigger better and bolder um so those are kind of two things that i think you know men men can do um there's there is a lot more but i think there's a few good places to start from yeah no, that, that's brilliant that's really that's really good advice and <laughs> i you know just so interesting hearing you know you talk through your experience you know what people can be doing whether that's companies organizations men um you know it just really resonates with me and, and i remember one senior lady saying to me once um she said lee do you know what when i'm at yeah. work, i'm working because Absolutely. otherwise i could be at home with my children so there's no like distraction it's just focus and you know again i think the same woman actually talked about that what you've just mentioned career clarity almost every time you go on to maternity you know go on maternity leave and if you've done that you know more than once just you always reflect yeah. right you always reflect on what's been happening what's going to happen next and i think now hopefully there's more opportunities for you know flexible working so that actually women can come back mm. in at the same level we haven't touched on pay yet we'll have it we'll, we'll get onto that in a minute but um but ultimately yeah just feel like you know there is flexibility to fit you know their new life which is their family life and i've talked to them in the podcast leaders with babies about there's no greater commitment than having a family and you know when when that's a woman you know that is you know a commitment not only you know men and women have the same commitment in terms of you're bringing mm. another human being into the world and you're going to look after them care for them support them help them grow but for yeah. women, they're putting the body on the line as well. And, you know, it's just it just has such an impact physically, mentally. And, you know, that obviously you know, goes into your career. Mm. So getting that support is vital. I'm going off on a bit of a tangent here, rambling a bit. But I think it's really important to get that message across. And for, and for me, for more men to recognise that. Because there are, you know, still, unfortunately, yes. a lot of outdated views. And that that really needs to change. And I think, again, it's for hopefully men like me you know and other women Absolutely. to call out those men you know i heard i heard something shocking recently where yeah you know kind of in a in a meeting a senior leader in a business mm. try and keep this really vague so don't want to you know point the finger at one had turned around to the to the women and said the reason we don't hire you lot is because you go off and have babies you know and that is absolutely disgusting and i think that that attitude unfortunately still mm. exists they're in the absolute minority I'm sure of it. I hope I hope that's the case. But yeah, so much more to be be done, and, and I think your advice there is brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, look, I think I think that's been you know really interesting to hear your sort of journey, your own journey, you know, and you know to touch on some of the challenges that are facing women, what you know businesses and and leaders can be doing better. Um, I suppose the one thing mm. I don't know if we've got time. We've, we've got a little bit of time, right? But just to touch on that pay, because again, when you're if you're looking at 
if you're in a couple and you're in you know making a joint decision yes. yeah. you know quite often that is a financial one right so again the the gender pay gap and you know what women can earn and and the potential mm-hmm. to progress in their careers is really important so I'd welcome yeah. your sort of thoughts on on that yeah. on the financial side and how that impacts absolutely well. i always yeah. say to women irrespective of whether you're thinking of family now or in the future make sure with whichever job role you're in you have a really good understanding of what your maternity policy looks like in regards to pay um make sure you don't get caught out i know lots of these things are not always kind of um you can't plan them um it's just life sometimes mm. but i think where you have the ability to inform yourself and arm yourself with knowledge make sure that you are absolutely 100% do so um so yeah that issue of kind of pay it's such a big issue and I recently wrote a piece um on a website called the financial well-being forum about how it affects uh, a woman's well-being or, or an ambitious woman's well-being I guess any woman's well-being because you're so used to having a certain level of income and for me personally attached that that income almost to my worth um rightly or wrongly and all of a sudden you know there's a, a proportion of time where that income just isn't isn't the same but then you've got that added layer of responsibility and that added layer of pressure um and what that can do from a financial well-being standpoint can be quite can be can definitely certainly take its toll i think as somebody who wants to contribute to the mm. household and play my part financially i found that really 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 difficult to get my head around so that's why i really encourage women to 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 get hold of the facts really quickly um so that you can plan as much as you Mm. possibly can around these circumstances and you can put yourself in the best position i think we're starting to see, see some companies have some wonderful policies in terms of pay and i think you can really see the the difference in terms of a loyalty perspective that we've kind of mentioned. Um, there's some studies in the Nordics yeah. that have looked at it also, again, from a well-being perspective and an engagement perspective as well. And all those are kind of really plus, plus, plus positive factors when you kind of look at that issue of pay. Um, when we kind of look specifically at the gender pay gap, it's bad. <laughs> not it's not good and it's also not good that we don't mm. really have current statistics at the moment i'm not sure exactly where the government are on um the reporting because i know no initially they were going to pause the reporting and i think maybe they have reversed the reporting um sorry reversed that um with coronavirus i'm not 100 sure where we stand but yeah. um it's it's not great and we know that again gender pay gap is largely widened due to maternity leave um and the pay that maternity leave has and then you 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 add on top of that childcare, which is wildly unaffordable for many people and what that does is that families will often look at what's coming in and because of that gender pay gap between men and women Mm. what tends to happen in a lot of households is well if childcare costs x amount and these are the salaries that we have coming to the pot and if the man's salary is x times bigger than the woman's salary then it doesn't make that much financial sense for the woman to re-enter back into the workforce so what you happen is what happens is that you have that attrition mm. not only from the workforce force but also from the economy which is also really important to note um yeah. and then that gap becomes wider and wider and wider the longer you maybe take out of your career space to raise children which is a very honorable thing to do and actually contributes to our economy but in a different way and in a way that's not measured and in a way that's not captured um and so you have Great that gap point. that then widens and you try and jump back on the career ladder and some women are able to jump back on the career ladder in the same space or higher than they were before but that's often very rare um what will then tend to happen is that they may be attended Mm. to they're forced into either part-time work 
or they're forced into work that is actually lower the lower than their current their, sorry their current or their previous capabilities or even sometimes degrees or qualifications that they hold there is data that actually um shows from a survey how what percentage of women were actually felt that they were forced to take work lower than their qualification um level um specifically and that tends to persist throughout a woman's career um and also what contributes to that is the kind of issues that we touched upon around confidence and also in salary negotiations we haven't even gone to that particular space yet but you know not also asking for for mm. what the value of the seat is and making sure that you're being paid the actual value of the seat um and we can kind of look you can look oh, at a goodness, woman's life yeah. cycle and then you kind of end mm. up in the stage where they're about to retire and then you look at the pensions gap where there's a 40 percent pensions gap between men and women again it's that gender pay gap is mm. it's, it's mm huge and it has huge ramifications and it's actually critical that we start to close it because the ramifications aren't just for a particular period in lifetime where a woman has children that then it then goes on to kind of have ramifications when they're kind of coming towards the end of their working career life and that's actually when it, it tends to get very serious because what tends to happen is women tend to outlive men and then they're stuck with even more financial responsibility at the end of it if things aren't set up correctly so yeah gosh it's, yeah. A, <laughs> it's a huge thing to tackle I, I think yeah, we need to do another yeah, podcast just on, on money. <laughs> yeah, because it is yeah, it's so important and, you know, a real challenge. And I feel, you know, through my experience in executive search, I've definitely seen women taken advantage of, mm. you know, particularly if they're returning to the workplace or they've you know, had a break and you know, just taken yeah. advantage of full stop because they're women and paid less, yeah. you know, and, some, and sometimes yeah, in the yeah. same role, which is illegal, right? You should be, but it, it happens. And, um, and when they go to negotiate, you know, pay increases, it's absolutely not met um, in the same way or received in the same way that it would be coming from a man. And I've, I've had very senior women, you know, who sit on the exec committees of organizations say to me, you know, if I was, a white middle-aged man this wouldn't be a problem yeah but it's a problem for me and i've i've heard a number of very senior women say that to me and Absolutely. you know that that's that's got to change it's got to change so okay well look yeah we've, we've got probably a lot more to talk about there and a lot more passion to share about how we can perhaps you know give some ideas to companies how to solve Certainly, that let's do it. that's probably for another another time um well look i think you know in terms of you know today it's been incredibly useful and i hope the listeners find it really valuable content because i I've, I've learned a lot and you know just listening to you speak listening you know hearing your passion uh, i think you know more people like you <laughs> in, in the world will, will make a big difference and just to enable you know women who are looking at starting a family you know or you know continuing their careers it's really important to have this support and advice and guidance You're very welcome um, so thank you for sharing that with me today and, and particularly given how busy you are um i guess one last question um you know what's next for toby yeah it's a really uh, great question for, thank you so head? much for this conversation is every time i have conversations like this i'm like right there's more work to do there's a lot more work to do so i get really excited and really fired up um so <laughs> yeah in terms of what's next for me um mentioned a, a, a big kind of career transition so I'm kind of moving away from the world of information services um and moving into a world <laughs> that is very different that I'm quite excited about quite excited by um so I'm going to join the board 
of a marketing and kind of digital media company, which is very exciting. Um, so I'll be heading up their new business strategy wow, and yeah. looking at how they can grow their business and retain their business and what does their external kind of face look like from a business winning um, capability standpoint. So I'm very, very, very excited about doing that. Um, and then amazing yeah. more masterclasses. So I guess the really tangible part of what we do is actually going through masterclasses and almost giving women the tool set to think about career success before they become parents and right through to kind of that returning piece um, as well. So we're thinking up more masterclasses on um, slightly different topics around kind of parenthood. So things around potentially starting up kind of an entrepreneurial um, part of your life whilst being a, a parent. What does that look like? The highs and lows and the challenges yeah. and what are the things that you can do that almost kind of learn from my mistakes that you can kind of get, hit the ground running quicker and faster and better. Um, and so that's something that I'm really, really trying to make happen this year. Fingers crossed I can. Um, but I'm really passionate about people kind of, mm -hmm. like, like I say, kind of winning in the corporate space and, and winning in life in general. So if that's something that people are passionate about, I'm happy to to help them and kind of walk them through the things that I've learned and the things that they shouldn't do as well. Fantastic. Yeah, that incredibly helpful. Well, that's amazing. It sounds like you've got a lot to do. Um, so, um, I mean, one one last thing. How can people, how can they find you? How can they connect with you? Absolutely. Um, um, so the website is www.mybumppay.com. Uh, there's lots of content there, but I'm probably most active on Instagram, um, which is just at mybumppay. Okay, brilliant. Amazing. Well, look, Toby, thank you so much. Um, you know, really appreciate your time. You know, the, the advice, the guidance and your thoughts on some really key topics. So it's been it's been great thank to listen to so it. And, thank you, you know, for having me. Enjoys it too. Really thank you so much. To, yeah, hearing more of what you have to come from Pleasure. this podcast. <laughs>